0: In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security diocesan stockade to the Ecclesial Underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Lieber Christo War call. Good morning. Ruben Nava here with Dr. Dan Schneider in the War College. Um, I'm filling in today for Jesse Romero. Uh, it's good to be here. Dan, good morning. How are you doing? Good today, morning, sir. I'm
1: I'm I'm outstanding. How are you today? I'm uh, doing great. Doing great. Uh, just uh Hey, I like the flannel, by the way. That's a good look for yeah. you. That's yeah. uh yeah,
0: trying to be Christmassy here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah.
1: Ho, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah so well we're uh, yeah, we're finishing up our Advent season here. We're coming up on uh, you know, a, a, a very joyous uh, day in, in on the calendar. Uh and I, I mentioned yesterday that uh, you know, we we talk about um that it, it, you know we experience a lot of joy and, and a time of getting together with the family and and but uh in many cases, um there's a lot of people that it doesn't mean this to them because they 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 don't have loved ones. They don't have, they don't feel loved. They're, uh, you know, they're going through depression or, you know, they, they've got all, you know, they're despondent. I saw that on, uh, on the front lines when I worked, uh, you know, in the sheriff's department, we, we all think that, Hey, Christmas is a great time of celebration. And it is, but for many people, it's just the opposite. And it brings a lot of, we have a lot of suicides at this time. So, um, do you have anything? Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember, um, uh, you know, spending, spending a Christmas downrange, range and uh, it's different, you know, and, and you, you really come to appreciate if you ever miss one, if you ever miss one, you're in Iraq or you're in Afghanistan and all of our troops all over the world, or if you're a law enforcement and you're on duty and you're missing it and you're out there look doing suicide calls and other things, domestic mm-hmm. violence and these other things, it really makes you appreciate it getting back to first things. And I think that's what Christmas really is. It's getting back to the first things in the ultimate way, the first things, the unmoved first the unmoved mover, God himself in the flesh, preparing for that. And we have to always like, I woke up today and I realized, man, I haven't bought anything yet. I got to go out and get a couple of gifts, you know, uh, but who cares? Get, do the yeah. best you can focus yeah. on the preparation for Christ. We make the same mistake in marriage prep, young couples, they spend more time planning their party. They plan yeah. their reception, they plan, you know, what they're going to wear. And they mm-hmm. spend no time planning on what, what are we going to do living together for the rest of our lives? My, my, my uh, oldest son has been in, I think he's been in five or six weddings now uh, since he graduated from college uh, five or six uh, years ago. Wow. And he said half of those half of those have already split up Jeez. because because people fall in love with the idea of being in love. They fall in love with the idea of marriage and not the commitment. And I think we do the same thing to God. We fall in love with the emotional response that God gives us. And all that emotional response stuff that we get, God gives those to the spiritually immature. You know, there, there were many moments in my early conversion that I, that I would have all sorts of, of interesting. Um, God was just all over me, you know, and he does that to many people. But out, over time, going into the mature relationship yeah. Uh, with, with Christ. It's kind of like, you know, you can sit around, uh, you know, uh, with your wife, kids are out of the house. A lot of us are empty nesters and and you're just sitting in the same room. You're both reading, mm-hmm. the fire's going, it's quiet. The dog's sitting down there quietly. And uh, you know, it's not like it was at the beginning. Our love is deeper now than it was uh, back at the beginning. And you know, when you first get married, you talk <clears> talking <throat> baby talk, you're always touching each other and you're constantly talking. You get older, you mature in your relationship, and we need, we need to look at Christian at Christmas with that mature relationship. Interestingly, the word Adventus, the Latin, the Greek word is Perusia or Perusia. It means coming, but also means presence. And so we're preparing in in this earthly time of arrival, the arrival of Christ, the King, which is why we we celebrate at the end of the liturgical year, Christ, the, Christ the King. And now, how does this King come? He comes as an infant. He comes in the flesh. And so. Yes. In in preparation for his, the first time he comes in mercy, the second time he will come in justice, right, to judge the living and the dead. And so in the in-between, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, doctor of the church, talks about the middle coming, the middle coming, and that middle parousia, that that middle presence is the Holy Eucharist that sustains us, that, that holds us in the here and now, but drives us towards our ultimate fulfillment, the the already, but the not yet, where the Holy Eucharist is. So to be a Eucharistic people is a Christmas people, to be an Advent people.
0: Amen. Yeah, and you know, uh, uh, Dan, we just came out of uh, the one of our Ember Days weeks, uh, and it, the, the last one that falls after uh, the feast of St. On the on the 13th. Yeah. So uh maybe we should just mention that to the audience uh because that's it's a <clears throat> it's been yeah. done away with in the modern church so uh a lot of people well, I mentioned it to some of my Novo Soto friends the other day and they were they had no idea what I was talking about
1: yeah like what's the ember day that's an oddball that's yeah. an odd term think of think of ember as as the the embers in a flame like a fire like yeah in a fire if you don't stir the if you don't blow air across the embers with bellows or 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 with your hand if you don't blow the, if you don't ignite those and stir those into a flame eventually they'll die out and so ember days are short little bursts of penance or little lints within each liturgical season each liturgical season has its ember days which is usually 3 days and they're, they're they're to remind us and to keep us on track because if we don't do those little ones now by the time we get to ash wednesday forget it. We're not going to be ready. We're, we're, we're going to show up. We're going to have all these ideas. I'm going to work out. I'm going to ride the Stairmaster. I'm going to start lifting and I'm going yeah. to die mostly because I want to lose weight because I got fat during Advent. You know. So the Ember yeah. Days were to prepare us. Ironically, uh, the modern psychologist tells you it takes you three weeks, pro- approximately three weeks to get rid of a bad habit
0: Yeah. and yeah, then two
1: weeks to replace yeah. it with a good habit. And that's approximately the length of Lent. The church in her wisdom knows this and that if we don't do a little bit of discipline, how many times when you, when you were an athlete, did you say, Oh, I got a competition coming up. I better start lifting. It's next weekend. Yeah. You know? Or Jesse, yeah. when he was fighting, Oh, I got to start. I got a fight yeah. coming up in, 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 in a week. I better run today. No, you got to run. You got to maintain a certain level. You you can't yeah. go all the way back. So Ember days, which we celebrated last week in the traditional calendar, prepare the soul. It's a little teeny lens in preparation for Advent. In fact, as we were t- talking uh, Ruben, that even in, mona- in the monastic tradition, Advent is a time of it's another time, it's a little mini Lent, it's a time of preparation. Yeah. It's not a time of just partying. No. I, I gained five pounds already because people keep dropping off stuff, you know, yeah, and this, and, and you know, and and <clears so throat> the, the Ember Days stop and go, Wait, refocus. Christ is coming, God made flesh. We're going to celebrate that again, and then and that's going to be anticipating his true coming, his second coming when he comes at the end of time and when he comes for you and me at our
0: deathbed as well. So what yeah. are we doing now to prepare for that? Exactly. And, and you know, uh, it, uh, um, it's also the Ember days are still uh, to my knowledge are still celebrated um, in the Anglican. Uh, I mean, the uh, calendar of the ordinary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, you know, the modern church got away, done away with it and we were talking off, uh, off camera, you know, it's, it's almost a way of, of, weakening us because you know it, or it's not preparing us to to put on our armor and to to soften to us up you know um to get away to get rid of this stuff so you think the whole uh you know Advent season is just about getting ready for Christmas just c- celebrations and parting like you mentioned and uh no uh no time to you know to, to fast and to just prepare yourself spiritually yeah and that and that's a shame. Uh, you know the the Latin term quator tempura," you know, which you know means four times. You know that. Uh, ironically, the uh, you know the the Jesuits that went out to Japan, you know, they were. That's where we get the the, the word tempura, the the Japanese food, the t- type of cooking they do. And I, I, it's one of my favorite. Uh, I love tempura. Foods. I didn't know yeah.
1: that. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, so that's where they I got like it.
1: Cliff Clavin's knowledge, right? That's Catholic Cliff
0: Clavin stuff, right there. That's good stuff. <laughs> exactly. They. So they, they would go out to say, hey, we can't eat meat. So they make them this special, uh, you know, breaded uh, food. And they call it temporis because of the these priests were, were asking for it. So that's pretty, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I was looking at one of the second readings not long ago. It was from, I think, Cyprian, one of the early church fathers in the East. He talks about our spiritual defenses, fasting, vigils, and prayers in common. So he didn't say our, our defenses, our spiritual defense is is you know, um, coming up with the right secret prayer or finding the nice soft pillow. No prayers, fasting, uh, prayers in common, fasting and vigils. It's more, mortify- it's mortifying the body. This is our defense, right? We still have to, we still have, you're in the fight. You know what I mean? I would tell yeah. fighters, uh, 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 when, when they're boxing, you know, I'd be saying, guys, listen, you're not watching the fight. You're in the fight. Say so. How do we? We have to have that defensive posture. That defensive posture that gets us ready. It gets you the wind. There's certain things you had to do as 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 a bodybuilder that you had to do every single day. A certain discipline you had to have. You're not just going to show up. Not you know even Arnold, who was freakish nature, still mm-hmm. had to exercise. Uh, oh, yeah. He still had to do certain things. Even he, he had a great nature, but he still had to do certain things. And how much more the, the, the rest of us, uh, uh, we have to do these, these prepar- preparatory things. And part of it is in, in the church's tradition is preparing through, through mortification of the body. Most people they come for spiritual, they 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 come, we get emails all the time and they're always looking for the special novena, the secret prayer. And it's great, you gotta be accurate because at the end of the day, when you do your clean and jerk, you gotta do it correctly. When a Mm -hmm. fighter throws his punch, he's gotta throw it correctly. But still, you have to prepare for that. You have to prepare for that. And this is what the Ember Days do. Hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I always joke when we go see a bodybuilding show and eh the guy uh, there's like the, there's always that one guy who he he looks down at his abdomen and he says uh, you, you can you could read his mind i i should have worked it harder you know yeah uh, i yeah. should have
1: you know, my- worked it harder in boxing <clears throat> in boxing it looks like this this side of your face yeah. is swelled up you know and uh you say yeah i should have worked it harder because it yeah. stings it hurts you know and uh one of the gyms i go to here locally it says better to to ble- better to uh, uh, uh to sweat in the gym than bleed in the streets you know oh that's a good you know, one yeah. yeah here's a good one no, i want to go over this real quick I don't know how much time oh, we have in this yeah i you
0: yeah it's we're coming up on a break uh so okay. we'll, we'll just hold that thought and we'll be back uh jesus 911, two-man car or excuse me not jesus nine one one. sorry world college uh, it's, a, it's, a, so, it's a
1: subdivision of jesus nine one one. there world you go college. yeah
0: all right we'll be right back don't change that dial good <laughs> oh boy
1: yeah 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 one ernie just sent us in a picture it shows a it looks like a, a military downrange guy at, at the range uh maybe a law enforcement he's got a uh his web gear he's got a couple of foot long subs he's got his uh extra biggie fries and a big gulp and a mcdonald's logo on his hat and he's probably about 100 pounds overweight and, you know if we look at ourselves spiritually you know, Ernie and I were once on on on, on a job with a case, mm. and we had this young lady. She was cute and had pretty hair, and you know, and she's 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 the petitioner. She's got she's got some Klingons, and uh-huh. uh, and and I said to her, said you know, spiritually, you you're. You've you ever seen that sit my that TV show, My Six Hundred Pound Life?
0: I've uh, seen it, yeah, it advertised, right? Yeah. So the advertise. premise
1: is you get you have to be sit over six hundred pounds to get on the show. And then you got to agree to do certain things you have to get under 450 pounds before they'll even see you and then you go to a bariatric specialist and you're under his care he does surgery and then a lot of these guys that you know the ones that persevere will lose a lot of weight and so most people that come to the church and come to you know the, the father ripperger and local diocese they're they're, they're they're they they weigh 600 some pounds and you have to get under that that 450 pound mark for two reasons one your body may not be able to handle the surgery and two, you may not, uh, uh, and even if you, 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 uh, uh can handle the surgery, you haven't established a habit to keep the weight off, you know, on the way your way back from the surgery, you're going to tell, you're going to tell, you know, your baby daddy, take me over to, to Wendy's so I can give me some Biggie fries and supersize me at McDonald's. And then on the way home, give me that. I'm going to get that meat lovers at, at Domino's, you know, yeah. at 10 o'clock at night, you yeah, know, you, you just don't have the discipline to keep the weight off. and so. Ernie and I were meeting with this one case, and I said, you know what? I look at you and know what? You're a 600-pound fat slob spiritually. you got to get in order. you got to get your gears. How many guys have come when you were younger, right, and and they would come to you and say, hey, officer, how do I get in shape like you? How do I have a body that looks like yours? Show me the pill I can take. Is it creatine? Is it steroids? You're like, no, I'll show you the pill. It's called an alarm clock. (laughs) <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's called. It's called not even drinking soda. It's called sacrifice. You know, yeah. and most Catholics are six hundred pound slobs spiritually, and, and if you right. and they want to be warriors, they're like, I want to be a spiritual warrior. But okay, first thing you're going to do is you're going to lose weight because you're you know you're because you're, you're what we would call a doughboy ranger. You know, guys that went through the training and 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 they're rangers, and then a year later they just fall back in their habits and they turn into you know, Doughboys, we call them Doughboy Rangers.
0: Yeah. 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 I remember uh, one of my buddies, he he ended up uh, qualifying and, and making the SWAT team. So he was, uh, you know, training with some of the best, you know, uh, they, they trained with the Navy SEALs, uh, Israeli troops, you know, they, they've gone all over and they, yeah. they put on a lot of training for uh, other departments across the nation. So they're well thought of, well respected anyway. He did exactly what you said. He, he let himself go, or he, you know, those guys were just impressive. They had a, a regiment of running every morning together. They'd run in formation. I would see them run by our, you know, because their 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 station was behind our station. So uh, anyway, fast forward. Now he's comfortable, and he, uh, I, we we were over at the the local college doing some uh, work, doing some uh, wind sprints, and um, just some of our guys. That, that, I worked with. And now we see him and he was running the track with this, uh, heavyset female, uh, that wasn't the SWAT team. And, and we just looked at him and we go, I'm not going to mention his name in case he's listening, but I go, is this what it's come to, man? Yeah. You, you, you used to run with the, with these studs and now you're running with the duds, you know, and. <laughs> it yeah. Was yeah. Just,
1: but that's part of preparation. We, we, you know we know that if you want human excellence you want human excellence you have to make sacrifices we know that on the sports on the on the playing field on the yeah. field of sports law enforcement you want to be on SWAT a lot of guys say man I want to be I want to be seal team six I want to be a ranger I want to be a helicopter pilot are you willing to put in the work the sacrifice that it takes to get there that's the thing that most people don't want to do now what are we called to be as Roman Catholics we're, we're, no no nothing else than to become saints right? right. We, and so we to do that we got to do the work we got to do the, we have to, we have to do work you know and and yeah. part of that in, you know and, and part of it in the military we would say embrace the suck because mm-hmm. if you don't you sit and complain about it and the minute you you have no more uh, 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 struggles and trials you fall right back into bad habits you got to be willing to what did jesus say when what is what what does the bible say about embracing the suck if you wish to be my disciple the lord says You must deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And if you look at if I could give you some Cliff Clavin's here, some Cliff Clavin's uh, nerd Catholicism, the the Greek structure there, when you when the way that 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 phrase is structured, it means an ongoing. It means all three and all three in an ongoing state. You must be in a constant ongoing state of self-denial, a constant ongoing state. Uh, of picking up your cross in a constant ongoing state of following to be what to be a disciple of christ this Mm. is this is this is what it means and i'm not saying that oh you're gonna you know i hear it you hear that oh they're going to work your way to heaven that sounds pelagian no it sounds catholic we're so we become so non-catholic as catholics even to talk about little disciplines we, we accuse each other of Pelagianism, of oh just a work mentality. No, that's a Protestant mentality on your part. Yeah. We have to get to work. We'll do it. We'll do whatever it takes to be successful in the world, whatever it takes to make it in business in our career. But when it comes to the Christian life, we're like, well, I'll go to mass on Sunday if it's convenient. I'll go to confession. I guess I haven't been in a couple of years. I'll go. And we wonder why we're so mediocre as Catholics. Mm-hmm. Because we're not yes. willing to do what we do in the in the private world, the, the temporal world, we're not willing to do what it takes to succeed there, but we,
0: and apply that to spiritual life. Yeah, and we were talking about you know working out and building your bodies. A lot of people that that's all they spend time doing, and and they forget about their their spiritual life. You know the, Yeah, they, yeah. It's okay don't...
1: to be healthy. Yeah, it's you okay want okay to healthy. be healthy. You want to be healthy. It's okay to even want to succeed. It's okay. To, it's okay to say I want to be a great uh, weightlifter, a bodybuilder, an athlete. I want to be the best soldier. God wants us to be the very best. The Christian should be the very best in every field. Right. But that is not what we were created for. We were created for heaven. So if we, if we, even at our age, we stay healthy, not so we don't avoid the cross, right? Because the cross is for all of us. Yeah. It, but we stay healthy so we can continue to serve the Lord. We stay healthy so we can continue to serve our families as men.
0: What? Right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dad, tell us about, talk about uh, the old antiphons of Advent. Oh yeah. So right as we, as we transition, this is more Cliff
1: Clavin's geeky stuff, right? This is the geeky Catholicism stuff. But so we shift from Advent to Christmas, and we have seven days of what's called the O antiphons, and the O the last seven days, the, the the antiphons that are read. You'll hear them before the Gospels, but they're read at at Vespers each evening, and so it's it's O sapientia, O wisdom. Who came forth from the mouth of the Most High. So there's seven uh, titles of the incarnation of Christ, the Messiah. One is, O wisdom, who came forth from the mouth of the Most High and who reached from one end of creation to the other, governing all things with your mighty tender care. Come teach us how to conduct ourselves wisely. O sapientia. O Adonai and Dux Domus Israel, O Lord and ruler of the house of Israel, who appeared to Moses in the fire of the burning bush and gave him the law on Sinai. Come to redeem us in the power of your outstretched arm, number two. Number three, O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse, who are a, a sign for all peoples, who in, in whose presence kings are silent, before whom the nations worship. Come set us free, do not delay. Number four, O Clavis David, O Key of David, uh, uh, and Scepter of the House of Israel. Who open what no one can close. Who closes what no one can open. Come and lead the bound out of prison. Those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death. Oh, uh, uh, Oriens, rising sun, splendor of eternal light and, and justice, son of justice. Come and shine on those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death. You started to see the picture of this dude, this baby that's going to be born in a couple of days that we're celebrating. O rex gentium, O king and desire of the nations, keystone who make the two into one, come and save mankind which you formed from the earth. And the last one we'll read on Friday. O Emmanuel, rex in legifer noster, God with us, our king and lawgiver, Desire of the nations and their savior. Come to save us, O Lord our God. So you have these seven O antiphons. And if you take the first letter of each of the O antiphons, S A R C O R E, and you put them backwards, you get E R O C R A S, arrow mm-hmm. cross. I will be there tomorrow. Right? Wow. So some, some, yeah. geeky, some geeky, yeah. <laughs> geeky monk <laughs> centuries ago. We're sitting around, like geeks like you, sitting in the monastery, coming up with the o antiphons, like, hey, man, let's rearrange it. And so everybody secretly inside goes, oh, yeah, he's coming tomorrow because he just told us. Liturgically, we're preparing. Arrow cross. I'll be there tomorrow. That's the intention of, of a child. We have that pink, that that rose color. I always say pink whenever I see yes, yeah. say, Father, you look really cute in pink. He always says, ain't pink is rose. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have we have uh, two different Sundays. We have Laitare Sunday and Gaudete uh-huh. Sunday, right? right? Two different words for rejoice. This word for rejoice is an inner, in an inner joy, an inner joy that can't contain itself. Let, like, Laitare Sunday in Lent is an outward joy, a jumping up and down joy. Yeah. So we just had on week three. We I got a secret that you don't know. I know something that you don't know, world. I know something that you don't know, you non-believers. Arrow cross. I will be there tomorrow. Christ is coming. We should. That's right. This is what we. This is liturgically what we're. What we should be preparing for.
0: This is so deep, you know. Uh, our, our church, in it, it, its all its wisdom, and they, they, you know, guided by the Holy Spirit, they put this stuff together. These guys, uh, and but we miss this. A lot of us miss this because uh, we're we're not yeah. steeped in our in our faith. So in, good in stuff, the good stuff.
1: In the first reading today uh, of, of the Office of Readings, from, from Isaiah 49, I will cut a road through my mountain and make make my highways level. I will cut a road through my mountain, you know, prepare the way of the Lord. This is the part of the prophecy that, that, that John the Baptist uh, does. I was thinking about this, this uh, episode of Helicopter Wars, the documentary I just recently saw, um, and, and I, I didn't even know. I just stumbled on it. And, and it happened to be about a friend of mine, two guys that I know from New Mexico, wow. Vietnam uh, Huey pilots. And 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 I was thinking about this this episode this morning as I was doing the first reading.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: these guys go into combat. Uh, they get a call. There there is a, a Green Beret team of four Green Berets and a, a company of a hundred uh, Vietnamese friendlies that they were they, they were leading, pinned down by a battalion, six hundred five to six hundred NVA. And they go into the guys right. And the guys said to him. One of the guys that they interviewed, this friend of mine, uh, they interviewed, and he said it would have taken more guts not to go. It would have taken more guts not to go than to actually go. These guys went in, five to 600 NVA firing on them, no landing zone. So they fly in, and they hover over. where They they can see them down there. They're on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. They see the guys beneath them. They see the firefight. and, and, And my friend says, all right, there's only one way in. If we don't hit the tail rotor, we'll be okay. They had a path of about six feet wide, the Ho Chi Minh Trail. As long as my tail rotor doesn't hit anything, I'm gonna chop my way down. And so he hovers in, he goes all the way down and he starts chopping through the bamboo. I wouldn't this is one of those things you say, children, to try this at home. Okay. Yeah. He chops <laughs> his way down. He goes all the way down and he and he and he goes and he chops through the bamboo okay. and they and they pull hey, out a yeah, he th- it extraction. Yeah, hold that dot that way. To-
0: Welcome back to the war college Ruben Nava along with uh, Dr. Dan Schneider. I'm filling in today for Jesse Romero. And uh, we, we we've been talking about, uh, you know, a lot of things, Advent and, and uh, the Ember days and, and just, uh, Dan, you're just, uh, sh- those stories are amazing. Do you want to just finish up? Cause I think that we went to, to break and I don't want to that last as the helicopters hovering down, coming down. What, what was so, the last so, part?
1: So, so they're coming in and, uh, and they 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 have to cut through the bamboo with the blades, which uh, obviously the, these things are not designed to do that. But they they did it uh, to get the guys out. So they ended up going back five times, picking up another another aircraft, joined them, and they pulled out like, over 130 guys uh, um, and, and saved their lives that day. And they, so, there were several that were killed as well, but they were able to pull out the wounded and the and the dead as well. And so you know, I was thinking about that in my mind as I was reading. Uh, I will cut a path through the mountains. You know, oh, yeah, wow. we can cut a Huey into the bamboo, but God will cut a path through the mountains. This is this is what uh, the preparation. This is the language of preparation that that the church uses this time of the year in, in Advent. It's beautiful language, right? Yes. I will deliver the free. I would the, the enslaved. I will those in darkness. I will bring into the light. This is what mm-hmm. we're celebrating, I and mean, we lose sight of all this. Yeah, and, and we know in human courage. We know in human combat you 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 and i have both seen men do amazing things amazing right. acts of valor um uh, just out of human uh, excellence right out of virtue um love of brother love of neighbor doing the right thing um we need to take all of that 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 virtue and now apply it to becoming holy apply it to defending our children up, and our families our culture
0: yeah so you talk about children. Well, there's a book out. It's the American Girl book. It's it's uh, it's about body image and uh, it, it helps to uh, help these girls uh, live life to the fullest, celebrate all kinds of the, uh, bodies. And there's also shows the importance of parents being involved in the child's life. But apparently there's it's been hijacked. And now the book is meant to help girls be comfortable with their bodies. It's filled with leftist nonsense about gender and going behind their parents back to change genders and normalizing obesity. Uh, you know, the author, Mel Hammond, he, he includes a lot of the buzzwords uh, that, that we hear today in this, this the transgender movement, intersectionality, cisgender pronouns, non-binary, assigned gender, gender identity, gender expression, all these words. And, and the books, uh, uh, is, ironically, it's for, for girls aged three to 12 which is just uh it's so offensive to me it's disgusting. Um, they they talk about uh you know that that gender doesn't exist they, that so all, there's a all, uh, well gen, gender doesn't exist. it's actually this is uh the truth here. female and male and uh I so gender became a uh, something like a go-to word and uh I don't know when that happened, but we' we're, we're losing the we're losing a, a grip on our kids here. So to talk about this, Dan. Um, yeah, what? Yeah. How demonic is this?
1: No, this is this is 100% diabolic. I mean, this is, you know, this is part of what we're, you know, the demon will take something that is that that may have some objective truth and goodness to it, and then just distort it. So, yeah, we should have we, you know, we need to redefine body image. If you've raised boys, if you've raised girls, if you've raised any children of all you children you know that the, the body image is very important you know that that not every not everybody is going to have a, a bodybuilder's body not everybody's going to be an athlete you know some you know in our culture we 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 really worship sport and body image and so yeah it's good to talk to children and say it's okay if you're if, if if you're tall. If the guy that's tall wishes he were shorter, the guy that was shorter wishes yeah. he was taller. The guy that's chubby wishes he were skinny. The skinny guy hates being called skinny. He wishes he were big. So yeah. understand that nobody's happy in their bodies. This this our bodies are God gave us our bodies for a reason. He made us who we are. My wife knows when I'm walking through the mall or at a restaurant, we'll see some big guy, and I'll say, "You see that guy?" And she'll say, "Yeah, yeah, I know what." She'll say, I know, I know, if you had his body, you'd be the heavyweight champion of the world. And I said, that's right. I'd be the heavyweight champion of the world, right? But I'm not. I'm a little guy, you know, and God gave. So it's good to know your body image. It's okay. It's okay to say, no, this is who I am. God made me. And and my my gift back to God is is what I do with my life and my body. Glorify God with your bodies, right? St. Paul says, so. So that's a good that's a good thing to teach young people. So don't conform to this age. Don't say that I have to be a football player. So right. maybe you know, glorify God if you're a musician. Glorify God as a musician, right? You don't worry about the body image. You're, we're not all going to be heavyweight champs of the world, but this distorts that, right? And now it's now it's usurping not just usurping parents' authority, but ultimately ultimately usurping God's authority, saying that you can choose your gender, you can choose it. That was a mistake. God made a mistake. And, yeah. and that's the lie. And we hear this dealing with cases of possession. You were born in the wrong family. We hear that a lot. Mm. I was born in the wrong family. That's the first lie. Then it was, or I was born in the wrong time, man. I should have been born in the 50s back with, uh, you know, with the uh, uh, cool cars. Or I should have been born in the old west. I love horses and, and cowboy shooting. And I, I should have been born in the old west. right? I was born in the wrong time. You're born in the wrong family. And then once yeah. you start biting those on those lies, the demon will project you were born in the wrong gender. Who is mm. God? God cannot dictate. God made a mistake with you. And that's the lie. But that's also the spirit of this age. We talk about different types of generational curses and Father ripper has got some three tremendous videos on generational curses. And one of them really, really goes deep into the generational curse, which is the spirit of the age. We know the hippie generation we know you know um you know the different generations have different they take on a different kind of characteristic, often unholy if it's an unholy spirit, but now the spirit of this age is is the whole transgender movement that's that's what's attacking our families when 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 um a uh, venerable Lucia de, San, de los santos from uh, fatima sister Lucia from fatima and and towards the end of her life said the the that the battle between good and evil between satan and god will take place in the end times over the family that's the battleground and this this american girl book teaches that if you have this book in your home i've got a great idea for you burn it get rid of it get rid of all this garbage in your home be other be catholic have a exactly. bonfire oh no yeah. book burning book burning yeah yeah, yeah, book burning. If you have your grandpa's Freemasonry uh, Bible in your home, burn
0: it. Get rid yeah. of it. Right? There's, there's, there's no place for this stuff in a Catholic home. No. And so, uh, yeah, the church and in its infinite wisdom. I, I mean, they did away with the ban of books, uh, but they knew what they were talking about. They, there certain books uh, they wanted. You know, because we get we get accused of. Uh, you guys used to burn Bibles. Well, we used to burn the heretical Bibles, the Bibles that were missing books, the Bibles yeah. that were saying the wrong things. So, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, we got to bring that back. There was one bad.
1: Uh, I mean, there was one. I, I forget the 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 author. Uh, it was a it was a, a, an, a medieval monk, and he said that one bad book destroy a monastery. Oh, right? wow. one bad book can destroy a monastery. I'll tell you a true story. There was a, a guy, a friend of mine, he was a monk, and he lived in a monastery um been a long time but he told me the story His first week he goes into the monastery and he's still struggling with should i read i mean should i should i be a monk or have kids and what should i do and so he he says god guide me uh i want i came here to become a saint help me to become a saint and he walks into the library and he says i'm just going to grab a book whatever book is in my hand i know it's from god okay that's a mistake first of all so he yeah. goes in pulls out closes eyes pulls a book out And it says, How to Become a Saint Through Married Life, a book on the stories of the lives of the saints who were married. Okay. And for 10 years, he lived in crisis. And after 10 years, he finally left the monastery because he had this shadow of a doubt. One book planted a seed that the demon used out of superstition, exploits his own superstition and lack of trust. And even it was naivete. And now for 10 years later, he leaves the monastery. He leaves and he goes, and he goes gets married, or get, at least has a girlfriend for a while. After about a year of that, guess what he did? What hey, did he uh, <laughs> I think I screwed up. It's not as fun as I thought it was. It's not as <laughs> cool as I thought it was, you know? Nestling yeah. up to a woman, it's just going to be this pleasure thing for the rest of my life. I don't think so.
0: So he he's back in the monastery, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, it, remi- it
0: reminds me of the guy who's, who uh, would do the same thing with scriptures. He'd open the Bible, close his eyes, put his finger on a passage, and 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 he thought that was meant for him. That was yeah. the Holy Spirit talking to him. So, yeah, what do you that? pull out
1: that scripture that says, uh, <laughs> "And Judas went and hung himself."
0: Exactly. Right? Like,
1: yeah. wait a minute, what are you trying to say to me, God? I mean, we all fall into this. We all fall into this. Yeah. It's it, it's I don't know how to what to do because people discern. I'm discerning this. I'm discerning that. And 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 Kyle once told me, you know, if you if you stare at a fork in the road long enough. Both paths are going to get dark, and so we fall into superstition as Catholics. Yeah. We fall into superstitions. Well, if if when I when I when I look out the window, if the next car that drives by is blue, if it's a Chevy pickup truck like my dad drove, then I'll know God wants me to do X.
0: Mm. You know? Yeah, that same guy who's uh, picking a scripture, then he closes his book and he looks, does it again. and says, "And go do thee likewise." You go know? do
1: thee likewise. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> God's telling me. No. Yeah. You know, the even picks up on that, on those, that little that little bit of superstition. But this article here, it's it's um it's it's a uh, it's straight up diabolic, uh, Lucif- it's diabolic with the Luciferian with, what they're doing, this idea of equality to the to the extent again, we're all equal in God's eyes, right? Yeah, but, but once you break down patriarchy, you break down ecclesioarchy, right? Hierarchy, once hierarchy. Hierarchy breaks down. There is no other governing rule. So, so, um, so to promote this uh, to children is absolutely diabolic. And, and, but just, we need parents need to be aware of that. This is what's out there. And yeah. you're going to have to, you know, you're not going to escape it. Um, but, uh, but, but again, I advocate homeschooling. Homeschooling is, is at this point, when you see this stuff, yeah, maybe we need to consider homeschooling because this yeah. is what's in the culture.
0: Right. And it's on the uptick. Uh, that's good to, to know that homeschooling has really increased. Uh, yeah. Over here in California, I, uh, I remember reading uh, not too long ago that uh, the LA, LA Unified School District was down something like a million students, you know, not a, a, wow. a hundred, several hundred thousand students, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I read also... We are back. War College, Rubenawa, Doctor Dan Schneider. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about some of the. Well, we're going to be asking uh, Doctor Dan some questions. Uh, some of the audience have sent in, and um, and it has to do with the, what we've been talking about this transgender movement. And uh, so, Dan, I'm going to just ask you, um, what evil spirit is active in the in the whole transgender movement? Does he have a name?
1: Yeah, there's multiple. This is from Father Ripperger on his his videos. Um uh, he's got a three three-part video on generational spirits, which is, is worth watching. He notes also that in the new rite of exorcism, w- which which I can tell you from experience and my own experience and observation, um, is not nearly as effective. There's no imprecatory prayers, no direct addressing the demon in imprecatory form, and they've removed from the spirit of fornication, deliver us. And the old in the old litany of saints. It's from the spirit of fornication, deliver us. That was one of the litanies. Um, So again, if you don't pray for it, you don't get it. We have to, prayer begets what it signifies. And so father talks about five demons. So here's what he says. Once the spirit of, it begins with fornication. Okay. Uh, The spirit spirit of fornication, the first of all, the demon of impurity. He said the principle here, his function is to get the culture to succumb through impurity and fornication to make sure that the conjugal act is disordered um, and, and, and as being ordered towards children is lost. It just becomes pleasure, okay? That's what impurity does. Following that, he says the next three demons, Asmodeus, the demon of homosexuality and men, and then Leviathan, which is the demon of homosexuality but of the masculine kind, and then the spirit of Lilith, which is the demon of female homosexuality. After those have gained ascendancy to a culture, and by the way, every culture, he says, historically is pushed in this direction. The fifth general, Baphomet, the demon of child sacrifice, or modern-day abortion. So you begin with impurity, you begin distorting the generals, and then the, and then human sacrifice becomes something that is acceptable. Acceptable. So this is what he says. They've shot down the you know liberal legislators have shot down fornication laws. So they delivered us into the hands of Ba'al, impurity. And then they had Roe v. Wade shot down and delivered us into the hands of Baphomet. Then they legalized homosexual marriage. So now that the country is politically in hold of the top five demons in hell. That's where we're at, we're at right now. The more sin that people commit, the more empowered the demons become, and it actually gets worse. Uh, that's what Father Ripperger says, and so so pushing back, knowing that the this is the st- the, the big strategy plan of where we're at, you know. So uh, General uh, po- uh Chesty Poehler, famous Marine, um, one of my yes. favorite quotes. He said, uh, "They asked him. He was in Korea. Um, I think he was a major at the time. Major Poehler, give us a situation report. What's your what's your status?" He said, "Our status, our situation, we're surrounded. That simplifies <laughs> the problem." Right. Yeah. Reason about what direction we shoot at, we'll hit one. So, so, uh, so knowing that, yeah, the, the 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 battle seems kind of grave right now. But then again, the, we see the game is on. It's it's battle time in our lifetime. This in just this year, Roe v. Wade was defeated, which is why you're seeing such an uptick of diabolic activity elsewhere. Um. Because. Because half of our states now have abortion is now illegal. You just heard Terry in the last commercial break saying we will not support Amazon because they're paying for abortions for yeah. their employees to fly them to uh, you know abortion providing states. And so, so these are these are the demons that are at work or at play uh, uh, that are at work right now that we have to just militate against.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. So the next question: um, What's the danger with watching horror movies? Yeah, yeah. Horror yeah. movies, uh, again,
1: um you what are you letting into your home? You know what I mean? What 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 is going into what, is, what are you letting into your home as a Catholic? Is this a Catholic home? You know, anything, this is what the devil looks for. He looks for inconsistencies, right? Oh, right. He, he looks for inconsistencies. So anything that is inconsistent with the adelable mark of baptism needs to be rejected right so mm-hmm. and you know so if you have that indelible mark of baptism and you're going to las vegas to party because what happens in vegas stays in vegas that's an inconsistency being consistent in who you are so allowing this stuff into your home uh it just it just lowers the guard right it lowers your guard so it's, so um you know um it, and also it it fuels the 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 sin of curiosity right the, the mm-hmm. sin of curiosity we had a uh went to a house um the, the priest the parish priest asked me to accompany. We went to a house that was having all sorts of, preternatural diabolic stuff happening, and it turned out that the house was that the the previous tenant of this house was a uh, was the little town's kudendera. so she mm. was the witch and she practiced yeah. all sorts of witchcraft. So this town this this house already glowed in the dark. So, <laughs> yeah. So we so I we, we get the pa- the pastor's there. He has the authority. We get the landlord, and the tenant. And Father goes through one of the rituals from Father Ripperger's book on um, um, blessing of places suspected of malefice, malefice of place. And we go through and the guy told me, hey, yeah, I got uh, my T. I, both my TVs have blown up. I'm like, I'm like, just blew up. I'm like, he said, yeah, they just one day started on fire. I said, OK, so what are you watching? Are you watching porn? No, I'm not watching any porn. What are you watching EWTN? You having a conversion? Now you're turning on EWTN. No, I'm not watching EWTN i'm just not I'm nothing i don't know what's going on so we're walking through the house and i'm just the bird dog you know on the team yeah. <laughs> and i and I start looking at the movies i'm going through his movies i'm like hey what's this and he starts pulling out some of the most disgusting b film horror movies you can imagine in his little mind there's nothing wrong with that it's not porn yeah these disgusting i mean just horrible movies i'm like dude get rid of that Break it. Break it. okay get rid of it get it out of your house you know, because you, you, you've you got a perfect storm. You've got a house that already has been used as a portal to bring evil into the world. You're now participating in evil, but you've got the mark of baptism. In Delve, mark of baptism, the demon's like, I can party with that guy because he's not living as in Delve You know, and then right. the next thing you know, yeah. so when does it get bad? Well, when I don't go to mass. When does it get good? When I go to confession and then I go to mass every week, there's no problems in my house. I'm like, there you go. Yeah.
0: So why? So why does he keep keep doing that?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, but 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 it it can, it can help in um um and another thing too is that when you watch horror movies, um, remember what the demon has access. What Father Ripperger calls the data set in the imagination. So our our pre-intellection, what we think, our thoughts, our cognition is shaped by our 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 pre our, our, our what Thomas called the pre-intellection or antecedent intellect but it, we're talking about the imagination so all those images in your imagination that the demon has access to so so you know when you when you look at unholy movies and read unholy books the the demon has access to that and can now use that it can start to distort your own thinking and project into your into your mind unholy thoughts and those images are embedded there the images of murder the images of 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 torture whatever's in those, those garbage moves all that stuff gets embedded into your imagination so not only are you letting this garbage into your house and for your children right but the, but you're also letting it into your own spiritual house your own your own interiority that the demon now has has more data to work with you i yeah. was working uh i gave a retreat uh last month at uh um, a, a, a house of religious sisters, and they're 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 semi-active, or they're active, but they have some contemplative. But they're active sisters. They, they work they work with disabled children and school teaching and teachers. And the novices were telling me when they go through here, they have to memorize before they make their temporary vows. They have to memorize one gospel, start to finish, one Old wow. Testament book, start to finish, everything. Wow. They have to memorize it. Here I am, PhD in biblical studies. I don't even have one chapter memorized of the whole Bible. Oh, of I was ashamed. I was ashamed. So, uh, but I thought about that in light of this question. It's genius. You have these women coming from the world. They're being tempted back into the world. They're being told lies by the demon. They they, they still have memories of the bachelor that they were watching before they entered convent. right? <laughs> they have all these unholy memories and things that really draws them back into the world, away from vocation. And so what do? They- let's just keep it simple. You're going to grind this out and you're going to memorize two books of the Bible. And what does it do? It purifies the imagination. Yeah. One of them told me she had to memorize. She said, I know, I know every cubit, the shape of the temple of the Holy of Holies, the fabric material that separated the different. Oh my goodness. And she said, I thought it was the biggest waste of time. And now 10 years later, I start to see what you're teaching us here is that the soul is the temple. And I see now that this temple is a bridal chamber where the beloved comes to me. And so, yeah, I memorized the physical temple and it just pointed me to my own temple, the bridal chamber where my
0: beloved dwells. Wow, it's beautiful.
1: So, but her memory it had not been purified. Her understanding of masculinity, understanding of nuptiality would have been some fantasy from some false show, you know, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, uh, um, you know, when Harry met Sally and these other, you know, what Hollywood, yeah, what Hollywood was telling you. And not not in, you know, so they purify their memory. So this is all part of why we don't let this garbage into our homes.
0: Good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I uh I used to get besieged with uh emails because I was working at DEA task force, uh narcotics task force. So um I would I get all the the all all the case files from from mexico and i and they a lot of that torture the mutilation you know um, beheadings and stuff it was just uh it was it was almost an everyday thing and and I, some guys would just watch it all the way through i i'd see a couple of things and i'd say oh, i gotta i can't watch this you know and you know garbage in garbage out i don't yeah. I, I didn't want to put my body through that and you know have those images stored in there uh that, that's why ruben why, why prayer meditation is so important
1: you know, um, when we when we're dealing with with cases, we send vocal prayer, and I walk them up. We walk to to mental prayer. It's mm. extremely important because you have those horrible images in your imagination. Yeah. If You've been in combat, if you've been in, in in law enforcement, this type of combat that you've seen, it it scars you, and the only way you're going to work through it is to purify the imagination through holy reading, Lexio Divina. And a meditative prayer, praying on the, praying the, the, meditating on the mysteries of the rosary. This is how you you remove all. Memories. This is why a good thing to give up for Advent and or Lent is to give up your phone. Only look mm. at your social media, your internet, the computer, whatever, as absolutely necessary, and you'll find that it's not very necessary at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Hey Dan, we're coming up to uh, the end of the show. It's uh, it's been a pleasure being with you here, and uh, I know we didn't get to all these questions, but uh, you and can. Jessica- to him another day, but um, yeah. All right. And yeah, he, uh, so many
1: analogies. There's so many analogies from from military, law enforcement, mm-hmm. SWAT, bodybuilding, athletics. <laughs> there's so many analogies for us in the spiritual life that that we need to recapture. Saint Paul uses that. I fought the I fought the good fight. I didn't shadow box. I fought. Right. I yeah. ran the race. The crown awaits me. The crown of glory.
0: You know, he, he uses this language. That yeah, I love that. That all that imagery is, is is important for for especially for us men. So anyway, thanks for being with us. And uh, you know, if you love the show, then uh, share it with others. Hit the like button. And uh, if I don't see you, have a nice Christmas, Dan. God bless you and your family Thank and you, all brother. our listeners. May the peace of Christ be with you forever. And uh, stay tuned for Hands-On Apologetics with Gary Mishuda from the Midwest Command Center, we are 10-7. We are out into watch. God bless you. Keep the faith.